Athena Aguilar, and this is the Bright Morning Podcast. Welcome to the second season of the Bright Morning Podcast. All right, so if you have been listening to this podcast since we started, you might have noticed that we have been changing things up. We've got some new kinds of episodes, a new cadence of episode, and I'm really excited for this second season. We have just plans for content that I think will really feed all of your needs, if I can be so bold as to make that claim. And today we're starting off with a episode, a kind of an episode that I'll do at the beginning of every quarter in which I will share some thoughts that are on my mind these days. We're calling them quarterly wisdom episodes, but I got to say that title makes me feel a little intimidated. Um, just I, I hope I can offer you some wisdom as well as some concrete tips and suggestions and tools because that's always been my commitment. I want folks to read my work, come to my workshops, even just have a conversation with me and walk away feeling like they are grounded in themselves and perhaps in some wisdom, but also equipped with some tools, resources, ideas, things that they can do. So that's my hope for this episode. All right, so here goes the first quarterly wisdom episode. So I recently heard a question that I want to share with you because I think it's such a good reflective question. And it came from Jim Collins, who is a writer. He's most known as like a writer about business stuff, but I think he's really a writer about people and organizations and change. So he asks folks this question. If aliens came from another planet and they observed you for a year, they observed your behaviors, at the end of that year, what would they say that you valued? What would they say you valued after they observed you for a year? So I heard that question and I literally just had to stop and think and think and think and because what it made me think about was the difference between my espoused values and my aspirational values or perhaps even between my my values whether those are aspirational or espoused and what I actually do. So it brought me back to this question of, am I living my values? And if you're familiar with my work, you know that I talk about values a lot. I talk about values in all of my workshops, when I'm coaching, in my books. Um, in episodes 28 and 29, I really dug into working with core values when you're coaching. I reflect on my own values a lot. But that question from Jim Collins really made me think about whether there's a difference between what I say my values are and how I live my life. 
Now, for the last five or six years, one of my New Year's routines has been to select a word for the year. And I forgot to say this in the beginning, but Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I'm so grateful that we are now in 2021. Happy New Year. Okay, so um, one of my New Year's routines has been to select a word for the year, and it's been a word that has been an attempt to encapsulate my values, intentions, goals, vision, like all of it. Just one word that might be the guiding star for that year. So in 2019, my word for the year was connect. And I wanted to deepen my connections with other people, with myself, with nature. And I used various structures to track my commitment to that word all year. And I felt really successful. By the end of 2019, I just felt like I had a much deeper connection than I'd had when the year started. So in this episode, I want to tell you two things. I want to tell you about my 2020 word and what I learned from holding it. And I want to share what I have selected as my 2021 word. And for 2021, I've actually decided to have a word and a mantra for the year. So I'll share both of those. Okay, first, just a little bit of context for how I selected my 2020 word. So most important, perhaps, in this story is that in December of 2019, I turned 50. I had my 50th birthday, and that felt like a super, super big deal, major milestone. I just, I spent a lot of time reflecting about my life and things that I've done and all of that. So by the time I turned 50, the result of all that reflection was actually that I felt incredibly grateful for my life. I felt just so, yeah, grateful. I felt like I'd made good choices and I'd been blessed in many ways and that I created a beautiful life that my mother would have been proud to have given me. And there was this special moment just before I turned 50 when someone used this word. Someone said the word, used the word behold, behold, in a way that just sort of made me really stop and take in the world's beauty. And I just thought, yes, behold, hold all of it. Be in front of the holding of all of it. See it all, appreciate it all, celebrate it all. It's like, yes, behold. And I kind of felt like that was the word for the first half of my life, for the second half of my life. I just felt like, behold. So yes, I picked behold for 2020. And it was kind of like behold for the rest of my life. And I went so far. I'm going to confess this to you. I went so far as to get the word behold tattooed on my left wrist in January. It's on my wrist beginning of January. Okay, so then 2020. And by that, I do mean 
the pandemic and a whole lot that came connected to the pandemic, including a whole lot of instability and I would say crisis in Bright Morning, my business, my my team, my sort of life's work in a sense, a whole lot of sadness and confusion and security and doubt and all of that, as well as, you know, what happens, what's happened for everybody, the stuff we've shared. Um, then the racial reckoning. I'm not sure about that word. I'm just going to say that. But the murder of George Floyd, all of that, that I am grateful for and that it is, has been just ongoing grief. 2020 was so full of so much and there were some months when I I can't really tell you because I'm just not ready yet. I can't really tell you how how terrified I was, how sad I was, how afraid, um, how much. Yeah, I just I'm not going to go there right now. So 2020 happened and I kept looking down at my wrist saying, behold, you know, what kind of fucking joke is this universe? Like you told me, yeah, I like to blame others, right? That's my, one of my emotional responses. I want to blame. So I'm like, universe, you told me to put the word behold on my body. And then you gave us 2020. Like, that's just, that's not cool. Come on. So then I kept, but then I was challenging myself. Like, okay, but behold is not saying like all is glory. Behold is saying, be a witness to it all. See it all. Be present with it all. Like, yes, the fear, the anger, the rage, the exhaustion, the insecurity, the all of the feelings. Like, be with it. Maybe that is what behold means. The Buddha said everyone will experience 10,000 joys and 10,000 sorrows in their lifetime. So behold means take all of those in. You don't get to have just the 10,000 joys. All right. Okay, I said I will take it. Take it all in. I'll do it. So that has been 2020. Now, here's another piece of 2020. 10,000 joys. I feel like I've actually had 9,000 joys in the last six weeks because I have had the incredible luck and privilege to spend six weeks, the last six weeks in Hawaii. I'm recording this from a closet on the north shore of Kauai. So the opportunity came up for my family and I to be here. And given that we are all working and schooling virtually right now, we basically said, why not? Now, I've had some conflicting feelings about my ability to be here, sort of, you know, feeling kind of like guilty when so many people are suffering right now. You know, all that is complicated and I've been exploring it. Um, and I've also enjoyed every second. I have spent many, many hours watching clouds and listening to the rain and observing geese and butterflies and admiring orchids and other flowers whose names I do not know and listening to the ocean and watching the sun rise and set and watching the moon rise and set and watching the stars 
And I've spent many hours with my toes in the water and feeling the heat on my skin and the heat in my joints and knowing, noticing and knowing the way my body feels and the humidity. It loves the humidity. And I didn't realize how depleted I was from 2020. And if I'm being honest with you, from the last six or seven years of my life. And I didn't realize how much I needed to be immersed in nature like this. You know, not just for an afternoon or weekend, like, but for weeks. I didn't realize how badly I needed to slow way down. I actually, in the last six weeks, I haven't been reading. I haven't been listening to very many podcasts or anything. I usually take in a lot of information and I've just been really slowing down, doing a lot of writing and journaling and thinking and reflecting and being, observing turtles and whales, just being present and being grateful, actually beholding. So when this podcast airs, by the way, I will be back in Oakland But I realized yesterday as I was thinking about this episode that I haven't felt this grounded or clear in maybe like 25 years since before I moved to Oakland because nature makes me feel grounded and clear, makes me feel alive. And that realization made me feel kind of sad and achy, but also grateful to have this kind of clarity. All right, so all this reflection I've been doing and this experience has led me to my 2021 word and my mantra for the year. Okay, so first, I'm going to tell you what my word is. My word is create. Now, 2020 felt like a year when I was constantly in reactive mode. I was responding, I was adapting, I was being flexible but it was reactive. And this year, 2021 now, I want to feel that as much as I can, I'm in the driver's seat of things. I know we all want to be in the driver's seat, like we all crave that kind of control over our lives, but I also want to create because I think it's the reason that I was born to to write, to write books, to create experiences for people, to create beauty. I know I need to put structures into place in order to live this word. I need to anticipate what might get in the way as much as I can, of course. I mean, right, like 2019, I had no idea what was going to get in the way of me doing what I planned to do, but I can still anticipate that things could get in the way and that if I want to have the hours that I I need to create. I'm going to have to say no to people. I'm likely to disappoint people. I'll also need to be really clear about what people can expect of me, what I'm willing and able to spend time doing, and so on. And I'll need to get really clear on what I need, and then I need to communicate this to others. So I have these ideas specifically about what I want to create how this word will manifest, how I can do it, um, and stay tuned. I hope that you will, at the end of the year, be able to say, yeah, she created. Okay, now I want to share my mantra for this year. 
So this, as I said, is something new I'm going to try. And I think it's a reflection of a value, but it's also a really clear, concrete behavioral mandate for me. So my mantra for 2021 is slow yourself down. Slow yourself down. Okay, the first thing I want to acknowledge is that there might be a paradox in my word for the year and my mantra. I want to create and I want to slow down. It feels like it could be paradoxical. But I also feel like I want to slow down so that I can be more intentional, so I can be more careful with how I spend my time so that I can create. I also want to slow down so that I can be more present and allow myself to truly rest and heal and process so that then I can get up and create. And I know that what I create when I'm rested and fully present is a much better offering than what I create when I'm in a rush and when I'm drained. All right, so that's my mantra for the year. Slow yourself down, slow myself down. But I like the phrasing slow yourself down because it's like someone else talking to me and um, or it's like a, a wiser, more evolved part of me talking to myself. So what is your word for the year? What's your mantra? How are you living your values? And what would you like extraterrestrials to say if they observed you in 2021? What do you want? What do you hope that they would write in their report about what your values are? So I hope that if aliens observe me in 2021 and they write about my values, they're going to write things like, she values intentionality. She does things very intentionally. She values creativity and she creates things of beauty that challenge people's thinking. And she values reflection processes, processes that help her make good choices that are aligned to her values that allow her to create. couple final thoughts here for you. I hope that you will spend some time thinking about these questions that I've offered about how you live your values. And I want to remind you, of course, that you can invite others into this reflection as well. Be those folks that you coach or supervise or support. You can invite a team to reflect on these questions. You could invite a team to reflect on these questions around how the how your organizational values show up in what you do. And you could invite family or children or friends to engage in these reflections. Make sure you spend some time doing this reflection first yourself and then remember that it is a gift to hold space for others to get clear on how they want to live the next 360 something days. 
So I hope you might take some of these ideas away from this to incorporate into your work and relationships. Final, final thought here, folks. One of my values has always been community. And I feel like it's a value that I've really acted on and lived in a way that makes me feel proud. One of my commitments for 2021 is to create deeper community with folks who are and have been in our community. I'm talking about you. And I've really been thinking about the different ways to have a closer connection. One of the things that we've set up for 21 is um, a Friends of the Podcast opportunity. This is a way for you to, look, I'm going to be straightforward, offer a really small amount of financial support to us to create this podcast. It actually costs quite a bit. I love doing it. And sometimes I look at the numbers and I'm like, wow, okay, this is costing a lot. How do we, I don't want to do advertising. I really don't want you to hear ads for Honey Nut Cheerios in between me talking about racial reckoning and transformation and coaching and living your values. I can't do that. But I have created this program, Friends of the Podcast. I think we've got, I actually don't have the numbers in front of me, but I think it's like $5 a month, something really minimal. And there's different ranges and you can support the podcast and get different ways to connect with me personally, get more, more content from me, basically. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. I hope you'll check it out. Whether or not you can do that or you want to do that, I am hoping to engage with you um, in on social media a little bit more. I'm hoping by the end of 21, we might be able to start convening in person again. I'm really thinking about this and thinking about it with my team. How do we create deeper, more nourishing, meaningful connections with you? with our community out there. That is it for this first episode of our second season of the Bright Morning Podcast. I am grateful that you've listened to this. I hope to hear your feedback. I hope to connect with you and I hope you have an incredible 2021. And the Bright Morning Podcast is produced by Leslie Bickford and Stacey Goodman. And as always, we'd love for you to give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and to leave a review. And also share this with folks who might be interested in it, for whom it could be useful, insightful, helpful. All right, friends, take care. 